You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, hosted on the Line of Sight Podcast Network. Line of Sight is proud to host War Machine University, Brawl Machine, and Fallen Corvus, as well as numerous content creators like Field of Fire, Lightbringers, Brawler Bios, Vicarious Competition, Midnight Monpod, and Charge and Spike. You can find our content at loswarmachine.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 209 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett. I am here. You are. Jaden's here, too. I sure am. It's a whole squad. Well done, everybody. Uh, do we have any actual news to talk about? If you haven't already seen it, we released the Kids Machine rules last week, and you should go check them out. It's a, it's not like a full format, but it is. Here's a bunch of ways to adapt War Machine rules to make them simpler so you can play with your kids. Or if you're like an adult at a school or something that has to put up gaming clubs or something to play with those kids. Um, and it's divided into two separate levels. There's one that's for like pretty young kids, like four through seven kind of range. And then one that's a little bit for older kids, like eight through 12. And then after that, they should be playing war machine because they're <laughs> old enough to, uh, they're old enough to make really dumb decisions and get punished for it instantly at that point, they're, in my opinion, they're old enough to play against a long time tournament convention player. Yep. <laughs> learn, learn what the world's really like. Look, man, I started playing every single game I play against longtime co- tournament convention players, and look how I turned out. Yeah. Look how you turned out. Anyway. You make that sound like it's such a bad thing. <laughs> huh? No, I didn't say anything. So what, what are we talking about this week? Uh, all right. I do know what we're talking about this week. This is a meta podcast? Yeah, kind of, yes. right? It's a, it's a, um, there's, we got layers here. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit today about content creation. Um, this is something we have some experience with, uh, given that this is episode number 209. Um, there's a few different kind of aspects of this we want to talk about, but content creation is, and you know, it's, we can toot our own horn a little bit here, but really in any kind of community, especially, especially more kind of niche communities like these ones where it's very much like a um, hobby for a very particular kind of person. Uh, content creation is a huge deal. It's an extremely important part of that community. Um, it's uh, it it kind of ends up being a way for uh, people to be able to kind of interact with the game in a somewhat different way. Now, obviously, um, the company or whatever that that makes any given game or or runs any community that you're part of will have its own content that they create, but it it inevitably gets dwarfed in comparison to the sheer amount of stuff that, you know, passionate fans end up creating. And so we've had a, a number of people who have asked us over time about basically like, how do you, how do podcast, <laughs> how do you do that kind of thing? Um, mm-hmm. And now one route we could go is that we've talked about our history before and what our kind of process was as far as that part, that that is one aspect of it uh, in that like, finding friends and having the reason to get together and things like that is an important part of it. We want to talk a little bit more about like how to actually do the thing. Yeah. So I think it's probably worth like breaking it into a few sections. (laughs) Like there's definitely, let's talk about what kind of co-hosts you want. 
And then I think there should be some talk about like what happens before the podcast, how to record the podcast, and then what post-production on the podcast looks like, as well as some like important things for getting it out into the universe. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, I've, as you can tell, I've written this article a few times now, and Squarespace just ate it. So I know how it's supposed to go. I just don't have the words out there. Yeah. So we're doing it this way. Squarescape, Square, Squarespace can't eat it. God, Squarespace is the worst name for a website. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, they can't eat this one unless they do because it is going on Squarespace. So I guess it we'll sure find is. out. They'll find a way. Uh, yeah. So, Jaden, since you've kind of formatted this before, how do you, yeah, how do you want to start? Well, I think it's worth talking about the kind of co-hosts you want, right? Because that's the base. Like, this happens before you even record an episode is you have to figure out who you're podcasting with yeah like well, you don't want to accidentally find yourself 209 episodes deep and dealing with people like you two all the time it would be correct. absolutely terrible yeah, yeah you also, absolutely you also need absolutely to figure right. out like what kind of content you want to make right yes although and i i'm just going to throw this out there right now if you are if you are <laughs> thinking about the kind of content you want to make you're not going to end up making the kind of content that we're afraid that people are going to make uh, yeah well no the like the forethought yeah, this, required is like yeah. a lot if you're already there I mean, this might sound kind of dumb, but like the the first step to like any kind of content creation, be it like blogging, podcasting, anything like that, in a lot of respects is to start doing it. <laughs> you know, it, it's getting while it is very good to make sure you do kind of like have some sense of what you want to be getting into. You also don't want to get trapped in that process because that's yeah, that's creative hell. Yes. So it's probably worth like putting down a couple of guidelines, though, at the very beginning, at least like yeah. um, we we actually did an episode zero to like set the tone for this podcast uh, way back in 2017. Um, and, you know, we we had some goals. We wanted to be very we wanted to be very positive. We wanted to be very topic driven. We wanted to be, um, you know, talking about the game constructively. We wanted to, you know, bring stuff to the community that people would be able to listen and learn from. Um, those were like kind of the goals we had. Yeah. And we went out and then we found the people that we wanted to make the content with because, you know, there's there's people in a community that will be very good for those kinds of goals. And if our goals have been different, like if we'd been just wanted to be like the funny podcast, we probably would have gone with very different people, like actually none of us. But, <laughs> um, you know, so you have to think about what kind of co-hosts you want. Um, now, there, there's obviously like I'm going to do this with my friend. That's perfectly fine. Right. But depending on how your friend is and depending on how you are with your friend, that's going to inform the kind of podcast you're going to be making. Mm -hmm. And you should just. Be prepared to lean into that because you're not going to be able to get away from it unless you're both like really disciplined about being somebody different on the air. So how many people do you recommend finding? Uh, well, we like three. Yeah, <laughs> to totally. I like I like three. There's a lot of reasons that we really like having three Two, like. I mean, like, strictly speaking, one's enough people to make a podcast if you're able to keep it interesting. But mm -hmm. Yep, there is a few times now. And this is actually something I've done you know, a totally unrelated thing. I've been uh, listening to some people talk about this quite a bit, but a lot of people don't realize that like uh, being able to fill space with words is a skill. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not it's not actually just something you can just do now. Some people 
can kind of do it somewhat innately, but there is definitely something to be like practiced with being able to to consistently uh, just like speak and fill air time, right? And those big kind of long right. gaps of time, I mean, we get them occasionally, but uh, those big long gaps of just kind of nothing is sort of death <laughs> to, to uh, content creation like or content like this. And so yeah. like, I mean, you can do it by yourself. You could do it with one other person. Um, but being able to kind of like make sure you're both able to be the sort of person that fills that space, that's part of why three is really nice mm-hmm. uh, is you you have a lot of ability to kind of bounce off of each other. The other thing that is really big for three people actually, and is a, actually part of the reason that, I mean, every podcast I've been on has had three people is that it gives you more scheduling flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, if one of us cannot be on, there's always the other two of us. Now, not a hundred percent of the time there's always, there's problems once in a while, but it's, mm-hmm. it makes it so that you have one point of failure at least before it kind of becomes problematic. Yes. Uh, so th- three is very good Four. so this is where you have to be able to kind of like, so there's the opposite problem, right? You need to be able to fill that airspace. You also need to not be jumbling over each other. Right. And so, I mean, you can have, I've, I've, you know, listened to podcasts with four or five people on them. Um, but it does get much more difficult, uh, in that you're going to be kind of rolling over each other a lot more, the more of you that there are. Yes. Uh, or, I mean, even just the fact of like, you know, the three of us, if each of us gives one, you know, 60 second opinion on a topic is three minutes, right? If it's two more people, it's five minutes now. It's getting through everybody and making sure everybody kind of has their time to talk can also just increase time if you're not very organized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you got to make anything work, but you it, just... it's also worth noting that this can dramatically change based on how you're doing it. Like we record without seeing each other's faces at all. Mm-hmm. So we've had to practice a lot to get to the point where we're pretty fluid with how we're going to be. I, but if well, you're I, in person, right, like it's so much different. You can probably pretty easily do four people in person. Yeah, I think one of my favorite compliments we ever get is when people say they don't realize that we don't record in the same place. <laughs> Uh, yeah. because yeah, it is a weird thing. It's, we've, we've done this a lot <laughs> yeah. with each other, right. Uh, being able to kind of, kind of talk to each other in this way without mm-hmm. it being probably, and you know, you'll get, I mean, even just a minute ago, like we'll talk over each other once in a while and stuff. Cause we don't have any way to verbally cue when we're going to, or not sorry, visually cue, mm-hmm. right. We're going to say anything. So we just kind of know how each other talk. Right. And yeah. the other thing yeah. is kind of an interesting skill is the ability to instantly stop talking when somebody else starts <laughs> saying something um, is is a weird, weird little skill you kind of pick up on as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it just depends on how you're doing it. Right. So like now one thing is, is that I will say that in person, um, because we've always done this separately, and from separate places, there are some different challenges to recording in person that we don't have a ton of perspective on. I do uh, actually, because oh, my yeah, dad's you... an audio tech manager, and I'm good at that stuff. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, do uh, you want me to talk about that now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? All right. All right. So, one of the nice things about recording <laughs> separately like this is that I have a microphone. Chandler has a microphone. Brett has a microphone. And they all plug into the program that we're recording with, which we'll talk about when we talk about recording the podcast. When you're in person, you can't do that because most computers just flat out can't handle more than one microphone input because they're not designed to do that. They don't actually have the 
the chip inside of them that goes, oh, that's a second mic input. I can do that. Um, so what you have to do is you have to get a, a soundboard of some sort. Now, I highly recommend the Scarlett 2i2 if there's going to be two microphones or the, oh, is it the 8i8? There's another one that's like I believe, I believe four microphones. Right, yeah. yeah, four microphone slots. Um, it's got inbuilt gain balancing control. It's relatively inexpensive. I think the 818 is like $500. There's, there's a lot of companies you can go with, but Scarlett is a pretty safe bet. They do good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just notoriously. They're, they're really good. Yeah, they're very good. And uh, you can even get refurbished ones on their website. And uh, I think the A18 even has like <laughs> instrumental inputs, which I don't know why you need that on a podcast necessarily, but it's fun to have. Um, <laughs> so you're going to need that, and then you're going to need microphones to go with it. And those microphones have to have pretty specific uh, recording areas. There's multiple different kinds of recording areas on a microphone. We're not going to get into that here. But you're going to want a microphone that does not pick up noise from behind it at all. Because if you do, then you're going to get this confusing jumble of like multiple people coming in on a microphone and you'll get weird feedback things in the recording itself. You might even have the microphones or like the, the playback if you're listening to it uh, go berserk live, which would be really bad. Um, so all that is to say like in person's great, but you're going to really, really, really want some kind of a soundboard and you're going to want everybody using a mic that does not record from behind itself at all. Yeah, it, it's interesting because re recording separately via voice over IP is more difficult from like a an execution standpoint, but it's much easier from a technical standpoint because <laughs> you're all just in a room with a microphone, right? It's yeah. Now you can yeah. make it more complicated, which I have done, but uh, it's at the end of the day, like. You can throw on like, I mean, it, microphones are so good these days. You, you, you've got, a, you know, audio file types who will get really on you about like the particulars about how powerful a mic is. But even a lot of really basic headset mics now sound fine. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not doing professional like VO work with them. But like for talking about a podcast, like they sound fine. Yeah. That and if you want to hear the hell anyway. It's true. If you want to hear the difference between those two things, actually, there's a really good break point. Uh, after at the very beginning of 2021, I started using an actual microphone setup. And if you go back like a couple of episodes before that and listen to what I sounded like in those episodes and then come into the like 2021 episodes, there's a pretty huge difference. But I also sound fine before I had the old mic before I had the new microphone. Um, so it's not like the end of the world. Well, in our case, I mean, Brett, you're on like a headset, aren't you? Mm hmm. Yeah, like Brett's on a super simple setup, and we've always joked that he sounds better than I have. <laughs> His audio's always been like rock solid, and it's like, I assure you, his is not expensive as my absurd setup, but it's yeah. My wife chose the one with around. the most rainbow LEDs. There you go. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, it works fine. Um, in the case of doing things online, which, especially the past couple of years, a lot of people have had to work out, um, so we have primarily pretty much always used Skype um, as much as Skype is horrendous. Uh, it's mostly just that it's very easy to work with. <laughs> uh, and it's audio quality as far as like the recording is actually like not terrible. Yeah. Um, it's got some quirks, but it's not bad. Um, yep. But literally we just like, it's, Jane, I don't know how you convert it, but uh, we record the call, which records as a video file. Yep. Uh, and then you have to actually convert that down to an MP3 or whatever audio type you feel like using. 
I use um, a plugin on Audacity, which I'm pretty sure everybody does. Okay, I use uh, a plugin on uh, what's it called? Uh, like VAC Media Player. What the hell is it called? I forget. It's a weird media player. There's a lot of weird ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's just to convert the the video out into an audio format and then yeah we just use audacity audacity is incredible it's free and i don't understand how sometimes because it does <laughs> yeah. some seriously amazing stuff i've we should I've probably talk so about that audacity when we get to the aftercast stuff but yeah oh, audacity sure. is the program you want to get it's free it's really good and the plugin i'm using I'll dig up the plugin name, but it's if you just Google convert video to audio in Audacity, you'll get what you need. And it's not too bad at all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, before the cast, uh, after you found your co-hosts, let's talk about setting up a cast because there's like a structure to things usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to vary pretty wildly depending on how experienced you are with the people that you're recording with and the topic you're recording about. Uh, if you go back to the early line of sight podcasts, we have like this beautiful Excel spreadsheet that's oh, it's, it was uh, so structured. Yeah, yeah, it was like every single week we we added a new column and then we wrote out all the news and then we wrote out all the topics with bullet points underneath it, like an essay. And we all just looked at that and we knew exactly what we were going to talk about. And it was really nice. Um, this episode had absolutely nothing prepared for it. <laughs> Uh, the we one that we're recording right, right We've now. We've been doing it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, no, and, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't really written out much in quite a while, and and part of that is just we got really used to how we do things. Yes, and we've been able to. So it's. I mean, we're able to maintain a really, a, for the vast most part, pretty consistent structure without really having to prepare quite as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of how we've done things. And for some people, that'll work really well after you're like well practiced together. And for some people, you're just not going to be able to do it. And you know what? That's fine. Like, there's an absolute, like, if you absolutely have to read things off of like a teleprompter, like if everything's scripted, even as long as it sounds yeah. fine, that's fine. Who cares? Like, it's the way it works for you. Now it's more prep. But again, if that's what you need to do in order to make it work, do the thing. Right. Um, yeah. So, some way to organize what you're talking about, even if it's just like, we're going to talk about this topic and we're aiming for like about this length of a cast. Um, that's going to be one of the massive like prerequisites to recording a podcast. Um, Cause if you don't know what you're talking about, you're just going to have to do a ton of editing after the fact. And that takes a lot of time and nobody likes to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I actually have a whole lot else to say about prepping for a podcast. Just, if you remember back to writing an essay, you're going to want like a main topic and then some supporting points and then another main topic and some more supporting points. And you'll be surprised if there's three of you, how like two topics can get you through a full hour. Oh yeah. No, it prepared a lot of the time you'll find you'll want to prepare about half as much as you think you need to. Cause there's every time we're like, all right, this seems like a nice succinct podcast. It's like an hour in we're halfway through the outline and it's like, uh Oh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's great because then you just have the the stuff for next week already. Yeah, and then you go, uh, part two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you notice, there, there's sometimes about the hour mark where one of us turns in and is like, hey, maybe we should stop talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's a good point, too. Like, uh, so w- when we recorded, as Chandler mentioned, we record over Skype, but also, like, there's a lot of, like, talking in our Facebook chat while we're going. Like, mm-hmm. this is 
like sometimes I'll like note a timestamp where I need to make an edit because there was a, something happened or it'll be like, OK, we need to move on from this topic because we got to get to three other things. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Or other yeah, times or, it'll be like, OK, we got to call it here in the morning. Brett's time and we need to <laughs> let him get to bed. Yeah, or it's one thirty in the morning. Brett's just leaving. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's happened that's, a few uh, times. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> happened a few times. That's uh, unfortunately Brett is the furthest east of us, which means he. Uh, well, it balances out because I'm the latest. I also have the fewest children. Yes, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's uh that's a thing to be aware of is you want someone to communicate that's not gonna be uh like verbal yeah audible because you're gonna want to occasionally you're gonna want to be like let's talk about something else now or like let's go back and redo that thing or looking at you chandler's mechanical keyboard i so i was actually about (laughs) to say uh here's a suggestion don't get mechanical keyboards (laughs) i have one and i just have to not type anything for the whole cast and i really yeah I oh, see, keyboard, I, I just have a hotkey to mute Skype and then I type away. <laughs> oh, see, I could do that, but then I would have to do it. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it that's does sound like a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. No, there's like a million ways I could fix it. But instead, I just sit here obstinately being sad. <laughs> I mean, I sit here and paint. Is that any better? I'm assembling horses. Uh, Touche. And Brett's playing Storybook Brawl, I think. <laughs> How dare you accuse me of such a true thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, recording a podcast, uh, like there's a couple of things that I'm going to just give as like good practices you want to have. If you make a big screw up, it's really fine. Just like make a note of the timestamp somewhere. Like at the beginning, I think Chandler had like a scratch pad that he would write timestamps for where we needed to edit things out. And that's mm-hmm. decreased as we've needed to edit less things out. Um, but that's that's going to be really useful. And then, you know, uh, have a time length that you're aiming for and try to stick to it because that'll make your schedules a lot easier for everybody involved. Scheduling is one of the more difficult things. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, we we were like, we're going to record on this night. And then that didn't work. And then after a while, like, OK, we've been recording on random nights. So now we're going to record on this night. And that didn't work either. And eventually we settled on what we do now, which we've been doing for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is we record on Thursday night and I put the cast up on Friday and it's it's working well. It's good enough. It's good enough. Um, a couple of other important things to note when you're going to record is make sure you're recording. Oh, oh God. <laughs> wow. I, I felt I felt that pain like it was right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> there is there is nothing that hurts your soul like realizing the recorder was never on while you're mm-hmm. when it, especially when you're like 40 minutes in and you're like man we're really grooving oh no <laughs> yeah yeah or when you've recorded an entire episode with a dev for a game and realize that you didn't hit the record button at all yeah. well surely that's that has never yeah, happened that's never happened. yeah <laughs> no not at all um yeah, so like that's that's actually a thing that at for a while there we actually had a couple like everybody in the cast was just like okay have we, have we hit the record button, um, and it's partially a worth, joke, partially not. <laughs> yeah, it's also worth noting that you probably actually want to like pause or like stop recording after a couple of like just test conversation minutes or moments or like thirty seconds or something, and then go listen to it real quick and make sure everybody's levels are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you waste an entire cast, that's that's sad times. So this is something I've noticed 
from the outside is that you don't get a lot of feedback on podcasts, but the feedback you get is always audio based. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a true statement, actually. Yeah. Well, so and people, this, this is this is a really care. weird thing. This is just an this is something I find is especially when it's people whose voices you're very very used to or your own voice. Mm. Actually, figuring out if the volume levels are right is way harder than you would think. I always yep. think it's fine, and we will get comments on like, oh, like I don't know, Brett or whatever is too quiet, and I'm like, really. <laughs> He's like so clear to me, but it's like, well, this well, is a voice I've heard a lot, right? And, and part of that's also because, like, when it's if you're recording through something like Skype, Skype's probably equalizing out the levels for your headset, but it might not mm -hmm. be doing that when it records. And that's yeah. one of the disadvantages to Skype is that it doesn't spit out uh, individual tracks, so you can't adjust levels after the fact. Um, there are alternatives. Uh, Zencaster is really good. Uh, recording on Discord is apparently quite good. We're going to try that out next week, actually. Um, you can set levels ahead of time and then record via something like OBS. Um, but yeah, like checking and seeing how it sounds after the fact and then maybe getting somebody else to listen to it too, like after a couple of minutes is probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about post-processing, I guess. Uh, this is a lot simpler than you probably think it is. Uh, if you're listening to this now, it can be, it can be very complicated. Uh, I have in the name of seamlessly splicing things together, gone down to the individual voice wave patterns and yeah. cut things at the apex of the wave and then it's pasted so the fun, apex though. of another wave in. It is, it's like a great, great, huge jigsaw puzzle. Um, like, uh, the, the duet that Chandler and I did, uh, I had to extend some of the notes that Chandler was singing by like. A second or two sometimes and so i was like okay i'm gonna cut out this little segment where it's from apex to apex and i'm gonna paste it right there oh cool you can't tell there was there was any change perfect <laughs> um, so in audacity and i'm sure chandler does things completely different than me so this is going to be an interesting dichotomy here um i import or i open the track and then if it's in stereo, I immediately hit the, the arrow button on the track name and split it to mono and delete one of the tracks because I hate working in stereo for stuff like this. Um, and then I do two things like pretty much instantly. I immediately apply whatever Audacity thinks I should do for compression. So that's just go up to click on the whole thing, go up to effect, click on compressor, hit OK. And then I go and I uh, hit effect one more time and I click on amplify and I change the peak amplitude, which is different than the amplify itself, to minus one. And what that does is it stops the audio from clipping out in the really loud parts uh, so that people don't get like a nasty feedback into their headset or their speakers when they're listening to it. Then if I'm feeling really fancy and I, or if I know there's a place that we messed up, I'll go in and I'll delete silences or I'll delete like entire like sentences if something was really bad and then i'll splice the things together by just moving the audio tracks around and remixing it to uh make the track whole again yeah that's pretty close to what i do i do a little bit less uh worrying as much about peaking but when i edit it the only other thing i do is i do run it through a noise reduction filter um oh yeah I this is specifically more. i i uh the way that Audacity will do it is it has you select a section of silence of what mm -hmm. you consider to be silence in your audio. 
and it will use that as a profile to determine if there's background noise and it'll cut it out. It's not perfect, but it's it'll it'll skim some like little background sounds off of things. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good about it. It it can help. Uh, it, it's there's ways to do it that's more thorough, but uh, that's just a really quick way to like make sure your yeah. silence is actually silent because it's when there's no noise happening is when you suddenly realize what your mic is doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I do that sometimes. Like I know if I know that my background's been noisy, I, I will do that because I, I, I know that that's been a problem, but um, yeah, I don't do that all the time and maybe I should just start doing that all the time. Um, and then after you've done that to your audio, it's all you do is you import your intro and you import your outro and you drag around your audio, uh, like your main audio until it fits the intro the way you like it. Um, and then you drag around your outro until it f fits in after your podcast, the way you like it. And it's very, I probably, yeah, it, it is great. I probably spend way too much time on this because as somebody who's like really like a tra I'm a trained musician, I care a lot about the tempo of things. So I try to have us come in on beats and mm -hmm. I try to have the the outro come in on like the natural beat of the conversation that would end right when it should start. Uh, yep. You probably don't need to do that, but it does make it sound better. And no, I do I like the it. exact same. I do the exact same. OK, thing. I yeah, always I'm line it up. I well, especially with the way that our outro plays. It's got the little dit 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 bang. And it's actually really perfect. I usually have us saying bye during the little dit dit dits at the beginning and then the actual like ending of like the final mm. goodbye basically is like right on that last hit i always i always try to line it up for that you can probably tell if you if you learn more about it which one of us edits which ones because there's going to be slightly different little things but yeah i have us say goodbye and then i have the thing coming right after that like this would be the next beat in the conversation and it, yeah. then it goes do to do do to do 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 um stupid audio shit we find fun i don't know it is fun it is fun. It's overwhelming <laughs> at first, but it's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's that's about it for uh, like editing. Then you're going to want to save the project. This is important. Save the project as a project. Then export the audio as an MP3. And that's going to give you a bunch of different options to like change the the name, change the like artist and the album and the track number and put any comments you have in there and put a genre on it. And that gets encoded into the podcaster like when you actually put it up on something, which saves you a little bit of work down the road. Well, it's the, and it's the metadata that like if if somebody pulls it into like an, a media player, it's going to be able to tell them like the track number and yep. the title and a bunch of stuff like that. So it's yeah. It's good to have, and it's like an extra 20 seconds of work, so yeah, may as well. And uh, and then your thing is done, and you need to get about uploading it somewhere. <laughs> so And you can do that on LOS War Machine. I'm just <laughs> I mean, if you've got a War Machine podcast or some other gaming podcast, yes, please send me a message. I've got two new ones going up this week. Um, yeah, so when you've done this... Uh, there's a bunch of different options that you have. The important thing is going to be um, getting an RSS feed for it, which is a specific s slug that happens at the end of the the URL for the wherever you host it. Now, a lot of podcasting services have this built into them. Squarespace's is, is really simple. It's just whatever the 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 web address is, and then question mark format equals RSS. 
and that's the RSS feed that can plug right into an uh, an audio player if you you know want to make people do it manually themselves, or you can uh, submit things to iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, which we also do for all of our casts. Um, Google Play and Spotify are pretty permissive as far as what you can do and not do and have them accept your cast. You pretty much just have to have like a valid RSS feed that's got things feeding to it and then a picture of some sort and like an email address. Apple's is really picky. It's like your picture must be 1400 by 1400 pixels. And if it's more than 3000 by 3000 pixels, then it doesn't work either. And it has to be perfectly square and it can't fall outside of these color boundaries. And I'm like, why (laughs) and you yeah and so you have to have a whole bunch of other things and your specific website or podcasting host will have like ways to enable uh, apple Podcasts to read it you have to enable that there too um when we put up line of sight for the first time we didn't realize that and so it didn't go into itunes for like a month and a half despite the fact that we'd submitted it and i was like yeah you're good to go we just couldn't figure out why it wasn't um and then you're going to want to publicize it like places to get people to listen to it. And so Facebook groups for whatever your topic are good for that. As long as they let you do that. Um, discords for that same thing. Reddit pages are really popular. Um, and you know, you can get a lot of traction that way. I don't necessarily recommend a whole lot of other places, but you can, if you want to, and I'm not gonna go into that anymore. Cause I don't feel like it. <laughs> There you go. Do you want to talk about Patreon at all? Um, I mean, we could talk about what we've learned, I guess, because <laughs> we've learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, so if you're going to set up a Patreon, uh, first of all, that's really cool. Let people know about that. Uh, put that in your show notes. Put a link to it in your show notes. Put a link to everything in your show notes. Our uh, our show notes have gone from like our a show paragraph. Notes are a freaking novel. Yeah, they're so long. <laughs> to, to like a couple thousand words. Um, but uh, a Patreon is a way to have, you know, ways for people to support your content. Um, at the beginning, what we were doing is we were having raffles for models, which was actually technically illegal shortly after we started <laughs> doing that. And Patreon made us take down descriptions of those things. We did that for a long time. It was about raffles. Yeah, I was emailing back and forth with them for a while. It was good times. Yeah, so that's a thing. Don't put any mention of raffles or giveaways or things like that into Patreon itself because it's bad news bears. Um, it runs. It runs a pile of gambling laws. That's why. Yeah, it's down. yeah. They're yeah. they're trying to keep themselves saved against that. So it makes sense, but it's also frustrating when you're a tiny little content creator. You're just like, come on, really. <laughs> Leave yeah. me alone. So um, <laughs> some things that we've learned. Uh, first of all, you can't actually change the value of a tier that you put up on Patreon after you've assigned it, which makes sense, but it's annoying sometimes. Um, people really like access to exclusive Discord channels, which is interesting. People also like being able to influence what you talk about, which makes sense, actually. Um, and so we've bounced back and forth between a number of things and where we've ended up right now is pretty good, I'd say. I don't I don't know for sure, but yeah, like some number well, I mean it's pretty new, so who knows, it might crash and burn, but some number of exclusive tiers that are like expensive and have something like really exclusive and time consuming for yourself or you know, people on your cast uh is good to have because people like to feel like they're contributing a lot and then getting something fun out of it. 
um, some smaller level tiers where people are just getting access to like your discord is good. Uh, having early access to your podcast is also something that people really like to have, which we were surprised by when we, when we pulled that out a couple of, uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just don't be, don't be too fussed if people decide to leave it or join it. Like unless you're actively pursuing this as your main source of income, in which case, why are you talking about mini games? Um, uh, you know, like it's just it's just a nice bonus thing, and you get to do more cool stuff because of it. Is mainly how we think about it. Yeah, that's one of the things that I would suggest: just going in with no expectations, and whatever happens is neat. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. what the Patreon was with us. It was very like, I don't know if this is a thing, and it turned out to be like a thing, and it was like, ah, oh, neat. Yeah, we didn't even think we were going to do it. And then somebody's like, do you have a Patreon? And we're like, yeah, no, literally. It was should we have people, a Patreon? Yeah, we kept having people ask if they could donate was part of it. They were like, is there any way to do that? And we were like, no. <laughs> Hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's most of it. There's a lot of little. And, and if anybody has any like questions about any like weird specific little things, like we're always happy to answer. So if you ever mm-hmm. want to shoot us a message or anything like that about like, hey, what kind of setup do you guys use, or what advice do you have for one thing or another, like shoot us a message. We're we're happy to answer it. Um, so okay, I have a question. What yeah. what equipment have you bought specifically for the podcast? Mm. So. Mine was a little bit twofold because I do a little bit of voiceover work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But very specifically what I have is I have a Audient ID1.4 preamp, uh, which is what I it's it's kind of a low end for what I need for my microphone, which the microphone I'm using is the Shure SM7B. Uh, oh dang you have a nice mic jeez the shore sm7b is like one of the most prolific microphones in the industry it's absolutely everywhere if if you don't know what it is you've seen one before they any big production any kind of podcast you see that's like done live 99 percent of the time this is probably the microphone that they have sitting in front of people um it's yeah. kind of cylindrical shaped with like a foam mm-hmm. uh, yeah. upper half um and then so the the only thing about the shore shoreline in general is that it runs extremely quiet and um that means you need either an expensive preamp or you need something to help give you a little bit more clean gain which basically means more volume that doesn't include the electronic hiss of whatever you're using mm-hmm. um so i have a thing called a cloud lifter which is a little thing that just did you plug it into the preamp and the microphone and it just gives you an extra like 10 uh decibels of of clean gain um Mm -hmm. when i originally got it i was like yeah i'm getting too much hiss so i picked up the cloud lifter and that's pretty much it for my audio setup Um, yeah yeah that's kind of like probably the high end of what you'd want at the beginning for podcasting i'm probably somewhere in the middle i have a scarlet focus right 2i2 soundboard which is really really good it's got two inputs for microphone it's 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 quite nice i like it a lot and then i've got an audio technica at2020 cardioid condenser studio xlr microphone and it's like it's not as nice as the mike chandler's got but you're not going to tell the difference unless you're listening at very 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 high quality oh yeah that's the thing my microphones have extreme diminishing returns for cost after a certain point yeah so mine was like 150 yeah you don't need one that's that crazy to have like incredibly good 
audio quality. Oh, hey, mine, it's on mine sale is, for $87 right now. Yeah, like a big part of the reason I have the one I do is because I've done like professional VO work for like fairly large companies a couple of times. So, yeah. The the other thing I'm going to really mm-hmm. highly suggest is I have an Aokio AK35 microphone uh, stand, which is a adjustable spring uh, compressed uh, mic arm that clamps to a desk and is like you can swivel it and you can push it out and back a lot and change the up and down like the height of the thing and then lock it into place with screws to keep the tension. Um, this is really, really, really important because it means that I can have my microphone in front of my face when we're recording and then I can just push the microphone up and back out of the way and it sits there the rest of the week or until I'm streaming. And that's really, really good. I have a extremely typical music microphone stand that is very broken. <laughs> it is yeah, constantly. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I need a I need to get a better one. Yeah. Yeah. And this this thing was like fifty it's fifteen dollars and it's so useful. Like Yeah. I I have absolutely no issues with my microphone in my way. It's just when I don't need it, it's up and out of the way. It's not even close to my monitor. When I do need it, it's right here where I need it. Um, and I've been very, very happy with that purchase. So, yeah, I don't think I actually have anything else for the podcast specifically. Uh, no, I think that's it. I think it's just those things. Fancy. Yeah. Are you asking that? Cause when you get moved in somewhere night, uh, like more permanent than your apartment, you're going to be getting this stuff, Brett. No, that's just what people. <laughs> that's fair. And that's the thing. We have all that. Brett sounds fine. Like yeah. just using what he's using. Like it's it's fine. There is something just kind of fun about having a bunch of goofy equipment though. Yes, the there is definitely something about that. And I mean, like like very seriously, the first three years of the podcast, I was also on a headset microphone and it was fine. Like yep. we've called in on phones before and it like it sounds fine. Turns out phones are really nice these days. Yeah. Sound good. So, yeah, that's about that. Uh, Yeah, again, like any questions, let us know. Uh, But in the meantime, I, in closing, want to give big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon because you guys are all absolutely awesome. We've been seeing everybody swapping over to the new tier system, which is amazing. Um, I believe when this cast goes up, it's like practically the last day before we actually delete the older tiers. Yeah, when it goes up on Patreon, it will be the last day. When it goes public, it's been too late for a week. So, Yeah. yeah um yeah so we we are going to be removing those tiers i mean you'll you'll know (laughs) it'll i'm sure you'll get an email being like hey you just got kicked out uh just like brett just did um his audio cut out or his uh, internet cut out Mm -hmm. uh yeah but yeah huge thanks for supporting us you guys are absolutely amazing it's been i mean years at this point it just blows us away that uh the people have stuck with us for that long so you yeah seriously uh if you want to check out any of the things we got going on we got a facebook which is just at line of sight uh, you can see all of our stuff posted through there. You can also go to our website, which is loswarmachine.com and see all the different podcasts that we have hosted on there. Uh, and of course, in the show notes for this cast on that website, find the link to our Discord and a pretty awesome gaming Discord uh, with just a lot of conversations going on in there, especially if you want to find any games for things like War Machine on War Table. Uh, really awesome for that. Also, a lot of discussion about Brawl Machine, Leagues, uh, just, I don't know, anything. There's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can email us at loswarmerhords at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at los underscore Chandler. I do check that once in a while. And, um, 
yeah, that's about it. Thanks for hanging Woo. out with everybody. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.